podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, we've all been waiting for Vic Fangio news, and this morning, Thursday, we received it. Uh, He is going to agree to become a part of the Dolphins organization. Uh, After the Super Bowl, there'll be an announcement and uh, an official signing, and uh, it'll be a done deal. So I'm excited about that. He's really going to help our defense. Uh, He's had Bradley Chubb before. He knows him, and uh, he'll be able to help Phillips and uh, some of the other young guys. And uh, it's exciting, you know. It's exciting, and you know, if you're a Javon Holland, you got to be excited. You know, <laughs> uh, they're getting one of the best to come in and teach them, and that's that's the best you could hope for as a player. So uh, the players should be excited, the team should be excited, and I think the fans should be excited. This is a great move. You just got to hope it works out, but there's no reason to think it won't. This guy's been great everywhere he's been, so uh, I think that Fangio can. Uh, Uh, fix our defense, and uh, hopefully with a lot of the players that are currently on the roster. So that's uh, a big day. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening to me, and uh, on with the show. And it's another FinFans podcast this evening. I'm here with Ryan Norwood. Hey there, Dolphins. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. And Daniel Reinhardt. What up, FinFans? So, guys, we thought we'd talk about uh, some of the things going on the past week. There, there really isn't a heavy plate here, but we'll we'll give it a shot. Uh, I'd like to open talking about Big Fangio and and where you guys think he's going to end up. You know, do the Dolphins have him, and and are they just keeping it quiet right now, or uh, is he maybe looking to Denver or looking to San Francisco, or what? What, what do you think's going on? I don't think the Dolphins know what's going on themselves. I think they had a verbal agreement and Fangio is focused on, you know, coming up, playing the Super Bowl, going everything going on there. And I don't think he confirmed hundred percent one way or another with the team. The team kind of misunderstood. So that's that's the way I see it. It's hard to misunderstand. I want the job. <laughs> well, I mean, they threw a lot of money at him from my understanding and yes. you know, you could say everything sounds good. And if you're the Dolphins, that's, you know, hey, we got you. But if you're Vic Fangio, that's everything sounds good until the next offer comes in. Yeah, and I don't know what to think of how it worked out during the conversation between Fangio and the Dolphins. I just don't know what to think. Rather, you know, it was just some poor reporting by the people who broke the story that it was set. Which is Uh, what I would think. Yeah, but then, you know, where did the information come from that we were offering them the most money for any defensive coordinator ever. Sounds like a leak from inside of the building. So I'm just not 100% sure what to think. What, what I think we do have to believe is that Fangio has not made up his mind. You know, when he says it's not, uh, he hasn't signed anything that he's not sure yet, we have to believe that because obviously he's not in the building wearing aqua and orange. Exactly. 
And for me, there's a lot of smoke around the San Francisco situation on several fronts. Obviously, you know, he's had success there in the past. That team is virtually Super Bowl ready. They've got some unanswered questions at quarterback, but you've also got a couple of personal things. Uh, One that has to do with Fangio and his girlfriend is a doctor there in San Francisco. And then the other one has to do with our much maligned owner, Stephen Ross, and the owner of San Francisco 49ers, Jed York. This is something that has gone kind of under the radar, and those guys are kind of having a beef right now. So it would not surprise me that knowing Miami is extremely interested, knowing that Stephen Ross is extremely interested, that Jed York really does throw the kitchen sink at Fangio to get him back in San Francisco. So the Denver thing would shock me uh i mean i it guess would? yeah because he just got fired there yeah but he got different, fired as a head coach different I, owners situation. new yeah, owners that's true it's different owners but he was just there as a head coach and so it just seems like you're taking a i don't know i just it would be hard for me you know to go back to a place working at a position that was lower uh i think that a lot of men could probably understand that, right? We have a little bit of ego, and as a as a a football coach, a head football coach, or a defensive coordinator, you got to think that that would be a tough sell. But Sean Payton is uh, something that you could definitely look forward to if he was fans. And they've so, got a pretty good defense, so he would have something to work with. They've got a very good squad. Uh, That's you know, true. They didn't but that can also be a good. bad thing. It could. They didn't do very good with with Russ Wilson, but. There's no reason to think that Sean Payton can't bring some good out in him. So I, that's the one that I don't think would happen. I'm slightly worried about the San Francisco thing. I'd love to see Fangio in Miami. Let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. No two ways around it. We would love to have him in Miami. So for my all Miami fans, Vic, come on down to South Beach. But yeah, I'm worried. You mentioned San Francisco though, and they I think announced today that they have a different guy coming in to interview for that yeah position. yeah they do they have an interview scheduled but that doesn't mean anything yeah it you doesn't. have to cover bases right you do but at the same time if you're vic fangio i mean he's what 61 years old i think so, he's older than that i think he's 64 is he 64 okay he's still got a shot at coach to be a head coach if he wants to i would assume i mean he'd be a little bit old to do it but he could probably still do it but if you go to san francisco and he's the defensive coordinator there He's taking over the number one defense in the league. So what's that going to do for him? Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I kind of feel like his head coaching gigs have passed him by. He It took him, I mean, he was in the league since, boy, the mid-80s and never had a head coaching job. And then yeah, Denver also, did not I, go very I, I well. I think, Daniel, that uh, that's not what he's looking for right now, you know? I mean, like you said, that, that ship kind of sailed. I think he's just looking for, you know, maybe a three-year contract, and that'll be it for him, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would make sense to me. Uh, he is 64 years old. He is getting towards the end of his career. I think Miami is a great place to retire as well, so come on down, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, look, we're uh, we're one of those teams that next year people aren't going to be able to sneeze at, you know, if everything goes right. So, you've got some pieces on this defense. You got some young talent on this defense. I would love to see what Fangio could do with Jalen Phillips and Jerome Baker. And uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to see him down here. Ryan, we haven't had you on in a while. What were your thoughts about the way the season ended? 
I think as with most people, I was disappointed. Obviously, you know, you're coming in, you came into the year thinking Tua's got to step up and prove himself. And then for him to get hurt again with another concussion, I mean, it hit me. It felt bad because I've been a supporter of his for a long time. And I know it was announced today that he came out of concussion protocol. Yes. But I feel like, you know, heading into next year, like Daniel said, you know, this is a team that can compete. That's the one position we really need to, to figure out. And I think if he, if Tua played, if he doesn't get hurt and he plays a full season, you know, we're probably looking at 11 or 12 wins instead of nine. Skyler is a seventh round rookie. Obviously, we saw Brock Purdy take his team as far as he did as a seventh round rookie. But there's a very, very big gap between those two quarterbacks, even though they have similar system. Okay. So uh, any, any thoughts on the playoff game? the way they uh, competed against the Bills? Again, I mean, you're playing with your third-string quarterback. I, w- I was happy to see it be as close as it was. One of my really close friends is a huge Bills fan, so it was fun kind of talking some smack to him. Hey, you know, our third-string quarterback, and it was that close. And I think McDaniel has a lot to learn. And if you have even average-level quarterback play in that game, we probably win. But... Again, it comes back to coaching, comes back to quarterbacking. McDaniel's going to learn. He's going to figure it out. We just got to get this quarterback situation figured out. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message, and we'll be right back. The stage is set, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take their shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I mean, personally, I'm looking at Kansas City. I think that they probably are going to win this game, assuming Mahomes' ankle is uh, better. I'll be looking at that as the game gets closer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet just $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See the show notes for details. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady decided to retire again today. We've heard this before, Brett Favre. (laughs) Uh, I actually believe it this time. So do I. I I don't know if anybody, I I mean, I expected it anyway, but then if you watch the Instagram video, you know, he was short and concise. Uh, He was very, uh, showed a lot of gratitude, very grateful. And he got really choked up, even though it was only a couple of minutes long. Uh, You know, I, I still have trouble calling him the G word, but, and it's going to be nice not seeing him in the, seeing him in the league, but yeah, uh, all timer. And, uh, Enjoy your retirement, Tom. We had some good battles. You know, he's coming off the football field and going into the booth, so it's not like he's going anywhere. We're still going to see him. him. Well, and the the thing about that, too, is so I don't know how everybody else felt, but I hated him for 20-plus years, obviously. And then when he went to Tampa Bay and you start seeing a little bit more of the personality of Tom Brady come out through social media, through things like Peyton's Places, uh, through his conversations on XM Sirius Radio, you see that he 
he is a really good dude and he's got a great personality. It's most like likely. Good dude, huh? I, I think that he is. Yeah. I mean, like I, I hate to say it out loud, especially on a Dolphins podcast, but I think he is, man. And I think we're going to enjoy watching him in the booth. I think you he's going to be really I'm good. I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> I, I think as football fans, we'll find a way to appreciate it. How about that? Maybe, maybe you won't like it, you know, but I think that you'll find a way to appreciate it. I think we all, we all can. He's a very intelligent <laughs> player, very intelligent guy. I think once he gets in the booth and he settles himself in, it's going to be a lot like Tony Romo. It just kind of works. Oh God, I hope not. Well, maybe not after this. You now, know, see, last I couple like weeks, Romo, but... so we, we're just having a total disagreement here, Daniel. Romo is terrible. <laughs> I like Romo, so take that for what it's worth. And there are times he talks too much, but for, by and large, compare Romo to uh, Collinsworth and some oh, of the God. other guys doing it. You know, he's just—I think he's better. And it's, I think it'll be the same thing with Brady. They're just very knowledgeable about the game, and they're going to add a lot to commentating. Yeah, that's fair too, Mike. Because on Sunday Night Football. I really turn the uh, the old volume down so I don't have to listen to Collinsworth. Yeah, he's, he's really he's, bad. He's my he's my definition <laughs> yeah. of not so good. Yeah, he's really <laughs> bad. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we saw some playoff games this past weekend. Uh, Ryan, what were your thoughts of the Eagles 49ers game? Controversial game. I am, you know, I hate to see a guy go down, Brock Purdy, with the story that he's had this year. Yeah. And I think it was, what, a torn UCL in his elbow? Yes. So, yeah, that, you know, you feel for the guy. They had a really great chance. I thought they have a stacked team and things were going their way. But, you know, the Eagles just look dominant. And I've said it all year long. You know, the NFC is weak. They're not beating anybody. But the Eagles beat the Niners and they looked good doing it. They did. You know, I. There was a big part of me that was rooting for San Francisco because we haven't seen a rookie quarterback win win a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, there, it's never happened. Right. This is we're going into. <laughs> There's Super a reason Bowl. for that. It's not yeah. so easy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And especially Mister Irrelevant. Right. And especially a guy who played his college football at Iowa State. Never seen it happen before, period. So there was a big part of me that was rooting for the Iowa State boy to be able to get his Niners to the Super Bowl and and take home that trophy. But there's no way I would have expected it against that Philly team anyway. You know, and we discussed last week who we thought was going to win, and I and I definitely thought Philly was going to win that game. But seeing how it happened and seeing the Niners just get ran through the way they did was uh, it was sad for that team. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, four quarterbacks down, you got Jimmy G on the sidelines. Who's not dressed. And the timeline when he got hurt would have said he should have been back and able to play in an emergency situation at least last week. And he didn't even dress. So that was rough. One of the things that stood out to me is how early the Eagles were started pulling their starters. And the fact that, Miles Sanders only ran for three yards in the second half, and they still dominated that football team. They didn't have a guy who could throw a forward pass. Overall, it's one of those games that, you know, five minutes into the third quarter, you knew you could shut off and you wasn't yeah, going to miss anything. Mm-hmm. So, yep. always love to see a team uh, overcome. Uh, it would have been cool to see them find a way to win with, like, Debo Samuel and CMC in the backfield running, running the, uh, the old Wildcat. 
but it was not to be had. And Philly's Philly's going to give it a hell of a game in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, they were impressive. Yeah. They really were. They were impressive. I mean, they played better than I thought they would. I mean, I thought the Eagles would win, but they they were really dominant, you know. And uh, it was interesting. I did not did not really expect that, you know. Um, how about the uh, Kansas City and Bengals? Yeah, so that was an interesting game for me, and I'll and I'll kind of run it through here. But I I only I missed the first ten minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, my daughter split her lip wide open right at the end of the third quarter. We had to take her to the ER to get stitches, which was not a fun experience for a one-year-old uh, or a one-year-old's <laughs> parents, for that matter. No, it's not. Mm-mm. But I'll tell you, there there wasn't a single moment that I thought neither one of those teams was going to have a chance to win that game on the very final possession. Yeah, uh-huh. It was one of those games, and the way that these teams play each other and the quarterbacks that are under center – you know that whoever gets that final possession is going to win the game. And obviously the Bengals players, uh, before calling this, uh, this place Burrowhead, really got into <laughs> and under the skin of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they played a hell of a game. They're, everybody's calling Mahomes Superman. And you see what he does on a bum ankle in the fourth quarter. I feel terrible for Joseph Asai, who was having his best game of the year uh his rookie season capped with his best game only to see it end and get kansas city in a field goal position on a on a penalty like that it's sad um really there was poor officiating throughout the game two fantastic teams Uh, i would have loved to have seen it come down to actually uh, a play being made than a penalty but kansas city deserves this game this is what three out of four years and uh, five straight in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. Incredible what Andy Reid has done. And regardless of everything else, you got to start talking about Andy Reid as one of the best coaches ever, in my opinion. I haven't heard it talked about a whole hell of a lot, but he is seriously climbing that ladder. You know, what he did with Philly, which the rematch coming up for him, and what he's done with Kansas City has been nothing short of insanity. Yeah, I think he's a great coach. I always have. Uh, his teams are always prepared, you know, and that that's what you look for. And, 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 you know, he's had a winner in Philly. He's had a winner in Kansas City. Yeah, one so, of the craziest things about that game, too, was all the, the offensive players going down for Kansas City, all the wide receivers. You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had to have a giant game, and he did. You got guys like Pacheco, who was another seventh-round rookie showing uh-huh. out in the playoffs. Uh, who had another good game. Kid just looks like he can take any touch to the house. So, yeah, Kansas City's definitely got it going on offense. They just need to make sure that Kelsey and Mahomes are healthy, and we very well may see uh, an all-timer in the Super Bowl. There's uh, there's only been two pick'ems ever in Super Bowl history, and this is shaping up to be one of those type of games. I was going to say, I'm looking forward forward to it. You mentioned the G word earlier when talking about Brady. But how long do you think that lasts, given Mahomes' trajectory and what he's done? Well, Mahomes has got to win a lot of Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. You know, Brady has more Super Bowl rings than any franchise in history. Just I on get his that. Own, so rings are you know they're no, not. But his question is fair. I mean, yeah, Mahomes has sure. had a hell of a start to his career. Yes, he has. Absolutely, uh, damn near unprecedented, and it's going to come down to injury. 
right? And it's going to come down to Super Bowl wins because there's nobody going to call Patrick Mahomes the GOAT, in my opinion, if he doesn't win as many as Brady. I disagree with you there because I think Mahomes could win. He could walk away with four Super Bowl wins and passing records, you know, passing Brady and everything. But if he, you know, it's not Super Bowls that are everything. Mahomes is playing the quarterback position, you know, like we've never seen before. That's not something you get. You know, Dan Marino was probably the last guy who could truly say that, that he changed the game. And I think that's going to weigh a lot more on this conversation, you know, 20 years from now. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. And there's going to be so many aspects that people argue about, right? So mm-hmm. if Belichick never wins another playoff game, that only helps Brady's uh, legacy you well, know, let's hope. as a quarterback. Yeah, of <laughs> well, course. Let's hope. Of course. <laughs> uh, knock on wood, cross your fingers and toes. Of course. But that's going to have something to say about it. You're going to have all the records that one or the other may have. And we haven't even seen what's coming down the pipe yet, you know, and mm-hmm. a guy who's a stat monster like Justin Herbert. Who knows what happens with them in the coaching tree and can they start winning some Super Bowls? So there is a lot of time left before that conversation starts because, I mean, frankly, Mahomes has only won one. And if Jalen Hurts finds a way to beat him in the Super Bowl, regardless of an ankle injury, we don't start talking about Mahomes as a goat for <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, it's not going to come up for a long time, but you're going to go into next year thinking, well, the Chiefs are going to be the front runners. They're up there with the Bills. They're up there with these top teams. Like, they're the team you're looking at as potential Super Bowl, you know, going to the Super Bowl for the AFC. Every year. Yeah. As long as Mahomes is a quarterback. Yep. And that, I think that weighs a lot on it. Sure. Well, don't don't ignore their drafting either. Yes. Oh, yeah. GM there has done a fine job. Absolutely. So, you know, when you get that type of production from uh, your draft and you're one of the best teams in the league each year, you know, that's that's saying something because it's hard to do that at the bottom of every round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how you hit on your free agents, right? Because yep. honestly, uh, who would have thought Juju and MVS would have come in and Mahomes would have been better without Hill? Right. That's yep. a huge get on both ends for them guys. and. You pair that with the drafts. They missed huge on Ronald Jones. Yeah. But uh, but they did really well the rest of the way. And, yep. you know, of course, coaching plays a huge part into it. Yes, it does. There's that Andy Reid conversation again. Somebody's got to yep. get those players ready to contribute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to look at how these teams were built and how they perform. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting to look and see how, you know, the Super Bowl winners and, and those type of teams – are built how long mm-hmm. it takes and you know what kind of success the gm had with what he with what he's done or you know was it players that were already there when the gm got there you know yeah. which sometimes happens too you know it's just it's always interesting to look at it after the fact mm-hmm. absolutely all right so i don't have much else this evening have you guys some, got something you want to discuss well the only thing that i would say and we'll turn this back around to the dolphins aspect of it real fast and then we uh-huh. can we can close her out uh if you watch these teams play in the last couple of weeks and you put what miami was doing at the pinnacle of their season when they were performing at the top of their game right you add a couple of pieces and there is no reason that miami cannot compete with any mm-hmm. one of these teams especially if we bring in a guy like Vic fangio uh, i 
I honestly think that we can compete with any team in the league next year if, if uh, you know, the quarterback stays healthy and things are going right. So looking forward to the rest of the offseason. Well, if everything goes right, Daniel, I would agree. But rarely does everything go right. Well, that's fair. But I'm living in la-la land right now. So <laughs> Rarely does everything go as bad as it did this year. That's true, too. Yeah. That's true, yeah. too. We had we had some bad luck this year. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, too, I get knocked out twice, you know, it's you, you don't expect that to happen when you start the season. Your top, your number two, number two corner doesn't play a game. Your number three corner goes down. Your number four corner goes down. Yep. Your number two safety goes down. Yep. Offensive line issues. <laughs> yep. Defensive line. You know, you have guys sitting on sitting on the sideline because they can't play. Emmanuel Ogba. You know, went right. from amazing to nothing. Yeah, not sure what happened there. Not quite sure what yeah. happened there, but uh, we'll see. He'll be back. Yeah. At least I think he'll be back. <laughs> they they may have so. other ideas, yeah. but we'll see. That depends on the money. Yep, sure does. Only other thing I wanted to add was, you know, congrats to the Kelsey family. First time two brothers are playing in the Super Bowl opposite each other. That's kind of cool. It yeah, is super, super cool. cool. I feel bad for their parents, but it is what it is. Um, I feel then, great for their parents. Congratulations, well, Papa and Mama Kelsey. Right. They can't lose. <laughs> can't lose. <laughs> they can't that lose. That is true. And then um, also, congrats to Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. First time two minority quarterbacks are starting in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I actually wanted to mention mm-hmm. that tonight, too. Uh, and I'm assuming we'll talk about the Super Bowl next week. So yeah, we will. Definitely touch on that again. Yeah. I- incredible. Incredible to see. Absolutely. And man, who would have thought that, uh, that Jalen Hurts, the guy that Tua took over for and transferred to Oklahoma, would be starting for the Eagles in the Super Bowl this year, yep. boys. And playing at a pretty high level. Yeah. He's been great. He's been absolutely great. Yeah. So it'll be interesting uh, to talk about that game and, and and more than that, to watch it. I'm looking forward to it. Same, yes, sir. All and right. So, Bowl. yeah. Well, the Pro Sorry. Bowl is, is <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, Daniel. It's a, it's a skills competition. And yeah. I was reading through what they plan on doing today, and it's too much to even talk about. Are but, they bringing uh, back the QB challenge? That's what I want to see, man. Kind of, sort of, but not not the way we know it. They're playing Madden. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited. Yeah, then ESPN has a whole write up on it, and they go through it. They go through it in detail if you if you want to see. But yeah, uh, I'll check it out. I am excited for the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I posted it on the page, so you can read it there too. Uh, kind of neat, but like I said, too much. Too much because they're they're. They're doing it Thursday and then again Sunday, so it's a couple of days' worth of competition. All right. And I guess I'll also have some flag football involved, but uh, that's just a small portion of it. So, all right, guys. I guess uh, we'll go ahead and close it. It was a quick show today. Yeah. Thanks for joining me, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, and we'll take a look at that Super Bowl, and uh, hopefully we'll have a defensive coordinator by then. Yes, sir. Until then, mm-hmm. fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.
Podcast Network.